I wish I could have given birth at home and I was sad about it at first, but I think it was nice the way it worked out because it could have been a lot worse. Honestly, when we were on the drive to the hospital, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I just want this baby out of me. I don't care if they have to cut it out. But I like, yeah. when they I got there, they were just super supportive of just being natural and having a natural birth. Danielle, welcome to the Birth Journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Today we have Amber on and she's going to be sharing her story with us. Thank you for coming on and sharing, Amber. I can't wait to hear your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm Amber. I'm 32 years old. Um, I live in a small little rural, rural area in Wisconsin, and um, I've been married for a couple of years. My brother-in-law actually set us up. Um, it was like uh, a couple of years ago in 2020, my my husband, he made a post. I never met him, never knew him, but like my brother-in-law did jujitsu with him, and like they, he was like, man, Amber, I think this guy's like, the one for you. His post said something uh-huh. like help wanted. I'm looking for a wife and to have kids with and have a like a little small like hobby farm and stuff. So that's kind of where it went and that's kind of where it is. So it's pretty amazing how things ended up that way. But yeah. Um uh-huh. and for like how many kids I have, I have I just we just have this one healthy baby and a stepdaughter. So cool. So where does your birth journey begin? What does that look like for you? Um, for me, I knew I always wanted to have kids, but um, but like I think when my sister she got pregnant in like I don't remember, I think it was like twenty thirteen or fourteen or something, but um, she was gonna go unassisted and I was like okay I kind of want to read all the books she's reading and I was reading all of them and it's just birth sounded so interesting so I I love I love like hearing about people's birth stories and like reading about them and stuff that's cool that you kind of did some of that research like way before you yeah. you know were yeah. planning on having kids or whatever. Yeah. I always find that so interesting when they're kind of, like women are kind of drawn to that, like, cause that was not my story at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even with my first birth, I was like, I don't want to know anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I always it, think it's awesome when people yeah. do that beforehand. Yeah. Well, and it's hard too. Cause I feel like a lot of people see what's on TV or in the movies and they're like, Oh man, it's going to hurt or this or that, or it's going to be bad, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. Yeah, no, totally. So what about your first pregnancy? Where did, when did that Um, begin? Actually, like we, I feel like we kind of, I mean, I know some people have bigger struggles with like fertility and stuff, but it was hard. Cause like 
when we first got married, I started doing like ovulation tests and like all of them came out negative whenever, like I did it for months and it was like, everything was negative. And I was just like, shoot, I hope I can get pregnant and have a baby. And like, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I felt like after about six months, I just looked it up. Like I do have PCOS. So I looked it up and I was like, I'm just going to take a bunch of supplements and just pray about it. And like, um, just it's, I felt like that helped a lot. And, um, yeah, like I think the Bible verse that really helped me a lot was like, it's, if you believe whatever you ask for in prayer, you'll receive it. And, um, I think Mm. that's Matthew 21, 22, but like, um, I just feel like it's, I feel like if you're struggling, just pray about it. And yeah, but in September we ended up getting pregnant and I miscarried at five weeks and like, I was devastated, but, um, we got pregnant again in November and it's like, I didn't even like have any like periods for a while. So like I got pregnant without having periods and, um, I just, I don't know it, but yeah, I got pregnant with our son in November and he, he was, yeah, he's healthy and stuff. Yeah. So with the PCOS, did you have it diagnosed by like a doctor or was it something that you just kind of figured out on your own? Yeah, actually, um, I feel like, I know this might be controversial, but I feel like it was triggered by taking the pill. I took it just for mm-hmm. one month when I was 18 years old, and then I went back to the doctor, and they like they were like, oh, yeah, you got cysts all over your ovaries and stuff. And I feel like that, I feel like it was caused by the birth control pill, but, like, um, yeah, it's, and it's, like, always caused, like, inflammation and stuff, but. I feel like the supplements that helped me the most were like inositol and um, a supplement called NAC. And I felt like those really helped. But other than that, like I took a lot of supplements to try and like promote pregnancy when we were trying. Yeah. Yeah. So with the supplements, was that something that your doctor suggested or was it just something you kind of found out on your own research? Actually, no, because I after like taking the pill when I was 18, I swore off doctors for like a decade. I was just like, I'm never going to go to a doctor again. So I just kind of like looked into it online and saw a bunch of research that said like it's helpful. But yeah, I don't know. I've always been like someone who like wants to try natural things first or and see how it helps, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, that, and I think that's pretty common with PCOS from, I've, obviously I don't have it, but like what I've mm-hmm. heard and learned, like women kind of go to the doctor and the doctor kind of just like prescribes the pill for it. And mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't, you know, help <laughs> or like really yeah. make a difference, you know? I've so, heard that, um, but yeah, like it was weird. Cause like, I think, um, they, they just gave it to me like, and it wasn't for PCOS and I felt like it kind of caused my PCOS, but like, yeah. I, I don't, I feel like it, it might help other women, but like it, I feel like it kind of caused issues for me. Cause like I only took it for a month and like after a few days, like my ovaries just felt like they were going to burst. It was so weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like lately there's been a lot more kind of awareness being brought Mm -hmm. up about the pill and how Mm -hmm. like dangerous it actually is. Um, So I'm glad that that's something that's kind of coming to light because 
Mm-hmm. So many people just think like, oh, you know, I don't want to be pregnant, so I'm just going to take this, you know, this medication that's going to help me not be pregnant. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not without its risks for sure. So agreed, especially if it's like it, I feel like if the dosage isn't like meant for it, they kind of give a dose for like all people. And it's like some people mm-hmm. I feel like especially for me, maybe I it maybe a smaller dose might not have hurt me, but like, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it is kind of interesting how, I mean, I I was on the pill like years, like when I was 18. So it's been Mm -hmm. like forever and ever and ever ago. But um, it is kind of interesting how it is kind of a one size fits all type of medication, you know, whereas (laughs) other kinds are more like tailored to, you know, be for, you know, your weight and height and, you know, other whatever your issues are. So that's an interesting thought about that yeah so um how did you find out you were pregnant um periods and stuff yeah I actually like bought both pregnancy tests on Amazon and I would like with our first pregnancy I was like I, I was obsessive about it I was like I was taking tests like every single day, but then I talked to one of my sisters. She's like, Oh, I would just do it weekly or something. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I don't want to be obsessive about it. So once I like started doing it weekly and stuff, I just um, felt like that really calmed me down and was like, okay. Um, And then like when we got pregnant with our healthy son, I like, I just kind of felt the, I felt like, oh man, I feel like I'm pregnant. I got, I should check. And I, it was the two pink lines showed up and I was pregnant. So, yeah. That's always like the most shocking, exciting (laughs) feeling. I feel like, you know, I have four kids, I've had six pregnancies, but like every Mm -hmm. time I see a second line, I literally, like I start shaking. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, so it's wild. Amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how how was your pregnancy? What kind of care did you choose to pursue? I like so like the first time, like in September when we miscarried, I was like swearing. I still was swearing off doctors, but then at like when we got pregnant with our boy, I was just like, maybe I should get some blood tests, see if my hormones are okay. And the blood test came back totally normal. So I was like, okay, well, uh, everything's good. And then I was like, well, maybe I don't want to get anything, any kind of assistance during the pregnancy. And um, I'll just try and do natural stuff at home. Like I got these home tests to see, um, like you can test your, I don't know, you can test your urine to see like how healthy you are kind of, I forgot what the tests were like, but um yeah. And um, around 20 weeks, my husband kind of talked me into getting like the, you know, a 20 week ultrasound. So we did that. And I I thought it was worthwhile and stuff. I know there's there might be there. I don't know. I was reading that there could be risks with ultrasound. So I just wanted to get one. And um, it was that was enough for me. And I was like, OK, well, yeah, like that's that's pretty much all I wanted. But for like issues, like I did have bleeding at five weeks and I like um was really scared that we were gonna lose him but um he's I don't know he's he was okay and then like yeah um but yeah like around 25 and 27 weeks he like was really quiet and then stopped kicking and I was so nervous because I was like really working hard trying to till up a garden and um Mm -hmm. 
I thought maybe, well, maybe I heard him or something, but around like 25 to 27 weeks, I was reading that they like kind of um, develop at a rapid pace. So they might be sleeping more. So it like calmed me down. And then around 32 weeks, I think my water leaked. Um, I was so nervous because like I got up from the couch and there was just a big like spot of water. And I was like, oh no, like, and, but like, I read that sometimes waters can reseal. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pray that's what's going on. Cause I don't want to have a baby right now, you know, 32. Mm-hmm. and like, and he was transverse the whole time. So he was like laying sideways in there. And I was, I was concerned about that too, but I went to like a Webster chiropractor and like F and did spinning babies and stuff. And, um, he ended up going head down, like in like, between 37 and 38 weeks but um yeah but there was like a few little things that happened but other than that like he was I just felt like he was going to be a healthy baby and um I asked like people to pray for me and everybody I don't know I feel like God showed his grace and came through you know yeah so did you only see a doctor like for the blood work and the ultrasounds or did you go to one like the whole time no, I just went to one for the the five week um, five week blood test and a twenty week ultrasound. That was it. And then otherwise, you just did everything yourself. Yeah, yep, yep. I just tried to do like natural stuff at home, and um, yeah. So I'm curious, um, maybe for anyone who hasn't heard a lot of uh, birth stories with like a more wild pregnancy, did you do anything besides the your analysis strips or did you like, like, did you do your weight or blood pressure or like tracking your blood sugars or anything like that? Actually, like I was worried about my blood pressure a little bit because um, I was, I was feeling some numbness and swelling and stuff. So I just wanted to make sure I was good. So like I went to Walmart and just put my arm in the blood pressure thing and like, I did that a few times just to make sure I was good. And, um, yeah, the, I, and yeah, I've, we had a healthy pregnancy, so it was good. Yeah. So what about segueing into, um, your birth story? What, when did that start? And Well, like I ended up going to a chiropractor and then afterwards I started getting contractions and it was like every 20 to 30 minutes. And like, um, yeah, I, I felt like I was, had prodromal labor or like I was in labor for four or five days. Cause like during the day, my contractions were like every 20, 30 minutes, but at night they'd be like every one to five minutes. So I was like, man, like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, when's this baby going to come out? And I, I felt like I was as patient as I could be. Like we went hiking a lot and I like tried my best to promote the baby to come out, but like, um, it just, it wasn't happening. And then I remember like laying in the bathtub, just like moaning, trying to like, you know, like the last night I was just trying to like, just relax to try and like help him come out. And, um, I remember my husband came in the bathroom at 3am and he, he, he was like, man, are you going to have to go to the hospital or something? And I just was thinking, I hope I don't have to go in, but like, mm-hmm. I ended up just thinking, man, you know, maybe I'm better off just, I, well, like after like those, after like four hours, I like went and woke my husband up. I'm like, I think I want to go in and like see, you know, 
um, what's up. So like we ended up going to the hospital and like I had a contraction in the parking lot and I was like, man, I don't think I can move. And then we got in, he sat me down in a wheelchair, but like, I know this is a controversial subject, but yeah, like when we walked in, nobody was wearing masks, like none of the people on the staff. And then they all put masks on as soon as we walked in. And like, Mm. they were, they were really like pushing the mask thing on my husband and he's like, not, he wasn't interested in it, but he put one on and it was under his nose and the lady's like, are we going to have a problem? And they were going to kick him out. And I was talking to one nurse, I'm like, I'm like, please please like make sure my husband can stay with me throughout this. Cause I don't want them to kick him out. And she's like, Oh, it's okay. And we got to the uh, laboring room and they let us take our masks off and stuff. And um, yeah, like, but they were, I thought they were super nice other than that. Like um, when I, when we showed up, the people on staff were just a few nurses and a midwife. And it was like, I thought it was a good laboring for I don't know I'm just glad they're like no one pushed anything I didn't want on me everybody was like oh what kind of birth do you want like and I'm like I don't want anything I just want to try and do it naturally if I can and so I was at the hospital for like only an hour and then they told me to get in a couple different positions and then they I was like on my side laying down and they like told me to push and stuff and um and the baby came out I like when I was reading about birth I was um, I was reading about like the fetal ejection reflex and my sisters experienced that where like the baby will just like pretty much push themselves out. But like, I did not experience that. I felt like I was in labor for like four days and I just needed someone to tell me when to push. So mm. I, yeah, it was, it was different, but yeah. So when you got to the hospital, did any, I mean, did anyone check you then or you were just... Um, you just didn't do that or, or what, what like happened? I let, yeah, I did. I actually let them do like one cervical check and they, like I was already at nine centimeters when I got there and um, they, yeah. And they, I did let them put the monitor up to the baby for a little bit, but it, it kind of hurt. So I just told them like, I don't want this monitor on me. I just want to like do everything naturally. But, and I told them like, I didn't want IVs. I didn't want anything. And they were, they, and I, they were super nice about it. So like, I'm really glad they like were supported of, of like a more natural birth plan and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Especially since, you know, you walked in with like, mm-hmm. just not being a patient there or whatever, yeah. like, you Wait. know, just a random, random person that's coming in and like, Oh, hi, I'm in labor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was so glad and thankful. Like, I feel like it, if and when we have kids again, I'd like to like, um, pr- I'd probably like hire a midwife or something. Cause I feel like all I need was someone to like help me know when to push. If, if, if a certain situation arises where it's like similar, I would want someone to tell me when to push. Cause I feel like maybe I could have given birth in those few days. Cause yeah, like I didn't even feel my water break or anything. Like the first sign of labor was like, the contractions and then my mucus plug coming out. Like I didn't really notice anything else other than that. So when you got there, did they act like weird about like, like did they ask you like if you had any kind of prenatal care or a doctor or anything like that? They did. And I was super honest. I was just like, no, I mean, all I did was have a five week 
like blood tests and a 20 week ultrasound and he was healthy and fine. So I didn't go any further than that. And they were, they were understanding. I think they might've been a little bit different, but um, maybe, yeah, like I, I know the midwife, like when the baby was born, she wanted to do a bunch of tests on him. And I was like, I don't really want to do anything that's not necessary. And in my state, the heel prick test isn't necessary, but they did it. They kind of told me it was. I didn't know until after it's that it's not like um, required in our state to, you know, like, yeah. But it was, I felt bad watching them do the heel prick test because the baby was crying and they had his like foot like bent back up to his chin. And I was like, oh no, like, I don't know. I, I could understand why people do it like for like g genetic reasons or just like making sure their baby's healthy. But like, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to do it just because it looked painful on the baby. Yeah, it's nice when you know that like you can choose you know what what you want and what you don't want and <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That, I think that heel prick test is usually required in most states like I know mine mm -hmm. it is um, oh yeah so mm -hmm. after like he was born and and stuff how was your immediate postpartum like how was the delivery of the placenta and yeah um, it was easy oh. um yeah like they just told me like yeah, just push and the placenta will come out. So I just pushed and it was easy. They, the placenta just came out and they, the midwife did say there was meconiums, but uh, meconium in there, but like, um, so she recommended me not like to eat it or anything. So I was considering like caps encapsulating them, encapsulating mm -hmm. it or like eating it or something or putting in smoothies. But I, I just, it's still in my freezer. I think I might like plant it and plant a tree with it or something, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. You ended up having a midwife in the hospital versus an yeah. OB. That's just who was on call or what? Yeah, I it, I think she she was only I don't know what the what happened. I was kind of out of it like when I was laboring. <laughs> yeah. It was wild, but like um yeah, but when I when they told me to push, it was just a midwife and two nurses. There there wasn't any like obstetricians or anything. Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that must have been like a God thing to, <laughs> if you, you know, if you just cause like, yeah, I, I, I feel like it, I wish I could have labored at home and I felt like it, or I wish I could have given birth at home and I was sad about it at first, but like, I think it was nice the way it worked out because it could have been a lot worse. Honestly, when we were on the drive to the hospital, I'm just like thinking in my head, like, I just want this baby out of me. I don't care if they have to cut it out. But I like yeah. was like shoot like when they I got there they were just super supportive of just being natural and you know having a natural birth. So what kind of drew you to? I mean I know you said you had that experience at the hospital and you kind of swore off doctors. Did you have any mm -hmm. fear or any reservations going into the idea of having like a wild pregnancy and unassisted birth? Mm -hmm when you were actually, I kind of, you know, planning? Yeah, I think I did, might, might've had some fears or just not, maybe distrust too. I just feel like I've been prescribed a few medications in the past and they just like made me have the worst side effects. So I'm just like, I don't trust doctors. And I think they're there for a reason and stuff now, but like, yeah, I just, I do think there was some fears around it. 
And also, I, like, remember seeing, um, like, in on television, people having home births. I'm like, that kind of sounds nice. Like, I'd like to do something like that. Just be more comfortable in your home and be natural and stuff. Yeah. So what made you decide to go, like, unassisted versus, you know, hiring a midwife for a home birth? I think it might be, like, more because my sisters have done it. Um my one of my sisters had a baby and like it was she was the first one to do it unassisted and I was like shocked and I thought it was amazing and then my other sister's got four healthy boys she's had all unassisted at home and she just had one like last week and it's just like I don't know I just think it's really amazing to be able to have a home birth and just you know rely on God for like to help you through Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always in awe, you know, that, mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's, it really is just like surrendering and trusting, like, you know, the process of, of all of that when you're going into that. Cause otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, there can be a lot of fear <laughs> surrounding, oh. surrounding it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I feel like with the labor process I had, it just felt so long. I think I'd rather have a midwife maybe at home next time and see, like, hopefully have a home birth or something someday. Did you do anything to prepare for your unassisted birth? Like I did actually, just because I was like, well, like I tried to educate my husband, but I was just like, I don't know if he's going to remember all this stuff. So I just had a bunch of like random cheat sheets, like if think possibilities of negative things that could happen, like um, just, I just wanted to make sure he, was on the same page and stuff if if something did happen during birth like that he'd know like if there's hemorrhaging or like anything I just wanted him to see be able to see the signs so I like printed a bunch of cheat sheets and um like just so he could look at but like we didn't even need them or anything because I felt like I labored as long as I could and nothing happened yeah. really so I just yeah I just needed someone to tell me when to push yeah so what was your husband like Did when you, like, said you wanted to do an unassisted birth? Was, like, was he right on yeah, board? or? Yeah, he was totally on board with it. And especially because I told him about my sisters and stuff, having their kids at home. And it's just, I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was just always on board and supportive of it. Especially because, like, I don't know. We've heard about people during COVID having just a lot of issues in the hospitals and stuff. And we just wanted to have something more like more comfortable and at home. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good when you don't have to try to fight with your husband over it or like convince. (laughs) It is. I think it's so sad. Like, it's so sad when people don't have like supportive spouses that like, mm-hmm. in, especially in a case like that. Cause like, I know some hospitals will try and push you to do things you don't want to do, but I'm so thankful that like they didn't really push us into anything. The only thing is I will say like when we were in the hospital, they said since he was so like, I gave birth at 41 weeks in the day and um, they said, Oh, he's kind of small for his gestation. Cause he was six pounds, 12 ounces. But like, I I feel like, you know, babies come out at all different sizes. So I, I don't really, I didn't really take it to heart, but she's like, well, we will do a blood test every hour. And after a few hours, I was like, she said for three hours and I was like, okay. 
So they did that. And I was thinking, we'll go home after three hours. But they wanted us to stay for 48 hours. And my husband was like, nope, we're not going to do that. So like he, they, we did go against their recommendation of staying 48 hours. And we just went home and, and stuff. Because it's like they wouldn't even let the, like his daughter come and see the baby or anything because the COVID restrictions. So he was just like, let's just leave. And we talked to them. And um, they were trying to scare us into staying. She was like, well, their blood, his blood test didn't come back normal. You guys got to stay longer. And then another nurse came in shortly after. And she was like, oh, the blood test came in. They're just perfect. So you guys can leave. Oh so goodness. I'm like, I, I think that they were trying to scare us into staying. But, like, I'm just thankful um, that it worked out the way it did. And I'm glad my husband has, like, a strong um I, I feel like he's got a strong voice whenever it comes to anything he doesn't isn't interested in he'll just be like okay let's not do that let's do this and he's really supportive in that way because i i don't think i could handle it if someone was like okay you could you can stay a couple days and i'd I'd rather rather just go home you know yeah yeah i had a girl on um, a few episodes ago and she did the same thing they they had signed themselves out of the hospital Mm -hmm. i think she said it was four hours or something after she had the baby um And I had never really, like, I've heard of it happening, but it wasn't something that I ever really, like, considered or thought of too mm-hmm. too much into. But um, I think that it's, like, I think it's cool that now you're the second person to come on and be like, yeah, we were like, no, we're not staying that long. <laughs> like, yeah. We're, we're going home. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm really submissive, so I would have stayed if they really wanted me to. But, like, um, uh-huh. I feel like another thing is um, insurances will cover you for up to 48 hours. So it's like um, that's probably why where their timing comes in because it's like yeah. anything can go wrong, like, within, like, weeks after. So it's like why yep. uh, just two days, you know? But, um, yeah, like, I'm glad my husband has a strong voice and was like, no, let's leave. So it was like we were there for, I think, eight hours or something. And we because they wanted to wait on the till the blood tests were done. And then yeah. we just left after eight hours. And they said we'd have to sign a form saying, oh, yeah, I, we left on like against your your, um, you know, what they were recommending us. But um, we, we they didn't even make us sign anything. They're like, oh, you guys can go. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. mm-hmm. um, so what about um, breastfeeding? Was that something that you were able to do or? It was, but yeah, I honestly had a lot of issues. Like I honestly feel like the first two and a half months, like baby boy was just tearing my nipples to bits and I was crying every time I was feeding. And the first week, um, like, so in my area, there's a group called The Latch, and it's like this um, um, lactation consultant was um, running the group, and she's she was listened to my story about having issues breastfeeding, and she showed me some ways to try and, like, get them to latch better, but it just wasn't working. So for, like, the two and a half months, I just suffered, and I was just... Just hoping it would get better. I was thinking about using formula because I'm like, man, this hurts so much. But like, um, I, I, after like two and a half months, I just prayed and like the next day it was like starting to feel better. And I just kept praying. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I feel like God listened to my prayers and stuff. And like, um, I just, I, I feel so thankful because I didn't want to like 
by formula and I just wanted to try and be as healthy as I could be for or like help him be healthy too because like I've heard breast milk can heal a lot of stuff for babies and I was like I just really want this to work out and so far it's been working out really well good you know it's always hard when it's like a challenging start because <laughs> it's like oh my gosh like is this worth it like it hurt like it's I had a hard time with my second daughter and Mm -hmm. it was just oh man like I I totally understand like especially women that like struggle with it for months like why they might choose a different option at that point but yeah it can be it can be hard (laughs) yeah yeah totally understand I feel like it was an eye-opening experience because like I feel like before this experience I was just like man I don't see why so many women don't breastfeed but now I'm like oh my goodness like it can be very challenging. So I, I think everybody has a reason to do what they got to do to, you know, keep their babies fed. So I, I, I say like, I totally understand like now just being through that struggle, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh man. But yeah. So I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking too, like, I, I don't know the first, like night I got home and or like the first few nights I think it was like a few nights in and I hadn't taken a bath yet or a shower even after having the baby so like I finally like I don't know I just remember just being in so much pain like just my nipples hurt and like I did have a second degree tear and stuff but like I'm I don't know I am thankful I did go to the hospital though and like um they they like sewed me up and stuff so yeah yeah Ugh, yeah, I had I had a second degree tear with my second daughter too, and that was so painful. <laughs> yeah, it oh. it hurt. I mean, I just I like was afraid to go to the bathroom for a while, but yeah. I'm just so glad that it's healed. And I know it could have been worse too. Like some people get worse tears, so yeah, yeah. I know. I think that was one thing that was like shocking to me that no one well, or I didn't prepare myself for was postpartum. And like, mm-hmm. if you do tear, like <laughs> how to kind of prepare for that, I think probably more mentally. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Cause that, that was tough for me. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Same here. And I just, I feel like our baby boy was just crying nonstop for like the first month or so. He's like, he like never cries now. He's like six months old and he's just smiling all the time. But like, I was mm-hmm. Just, it, I was like, I felt so bad asking my husband to take him for like five or ten minutes so I could wash up because I was just like, man, like this baby just keeps crying and I keep feeding him and it Aww. keeps hurting. But it, like, I don't know. I felt like I endured it and I prayed about it and you know, God helped me. So it was good. So did you have any sort of um, like postpartum mental like? Uh, anxiety or depression or anything like that I felt like I did just I think it was me going into it being like man this is gonna be easy and babies are gonna be easy but like being a first-time mom it's just kind of like I want to say like a culture shock it's just like totally different it's you got you can't be selfish anymore you kind of have to be selfless and like you know take care of your baby's needs before your own and it's like sometimes it, it's a challenge to get into that mindset or like kind of and for me I've like never been a homebody so it's hard being at home all the time sometimes and um 
yeah, it's, it was a challenge. So I did have like some postpartum depression and stuff. And I tried to look up some natural supplements and I didn't really like stick to them or anything. So I kind of struggled with it for months and months, but um, feel like things have been going better now. And like another thing is too, I've watched so many home birth videos of like husbands just stepping in, rubbing the back, their backs of the ladies and like delivering the babies and stuff. And I was, I feel like I wasn't vocal about like asking my husband for help. And I was just hoping like he'd be helpful. But I think like next time I'd be more vocal because I feel like he'd be super supportive and helpful if I would have like asked him for some help. But like, I just, yeah, I, I felt like, I kind of got my hopes up and I think that kind of caused some depression too. And like also like breaking down and going to the hospital kind of like made me depressed. I'm just like, I'm like kept thinking, I wish I could have done it at home. And it's, things happen for a reason. So I'm just so thankful now that like we have a healthy baby and like that it just worked out the way it did, you know? Yeah. I think that's totally normal for a mom who has a certain birth plan in her mind and then things don't go like the Mm -hmm. way that she envisioned or planned or thought they would. It's totally normal to like grieve the birth that you thought you were going to (laughs) have and then, you know, kind of work towards accepting like, well, this is, you know, how it, how it ended up happening and kind of learning and growing it from that experience. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Well, well, do you have anything else from your pregnancy or birth or um, share? Do you feel like you covered everything? I feel like I covered everything, but yeah, I will say like when I miscarried, like, uh, you, uh, I don't know. I feel like some resources that helped me were like Facebook groups. There was one called Love Baby, Christian Miscarriage and Pregnancy Loss Support Group. And I... Um, I, that one was like super helpful. Cause like, I was just so depressed, like thinking, man, can I ever like, I don't know. I was depressed that we lost the baby. And I was also depressed that like, I was wondering if we could have a, ever have a healthy baby. And like, so yeah, that love baby group really helped me through. But other than that, like, um, I, yeah, I feel like I'm so thankful. Everything just came out healthy. Yeah. Did you have any other resources that you used um, maybe in preparing for your birth? You know, you mentioned that you like printed out some hemorrhaging stuff and cheat sheets for Mm -hmm. your husband. Like, did you find that stuff anywhere specific or? I actually, um, I was in this unassisted pregnancy and childbirth group and like, um, yeah, on Facebook and they, uh, they they shared a, a bunch of resources in like, I don't know where, but yeah, somewhere on their page, they had a bunch of resources that I printed out. And um, also, yeah, I feel like I just would be in those groups all the time and like look at like new posts and see if anyone's like sharing anything or going through similar things. Because I did have some gallbladder issues and like people were recommending stuff to me um, during my pregnancy because I, I've struggled with my gallbladder in the past, but like being pregnant when like the baby's pushing on everything, it got a bunch worse. So I, yeah. I feel like those groups really helped me like find natural ways to, you know, help, help heal what was going on. 
Yeah, I'm in a, in a few. I have a few groups that I love on Facebook, mm-hmm. and, and like when a bunch of my friends decided to leave Facebook, like back when there seemed like they were starting to censor a lot of things and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can because I love all of my like birth groups. <laughs> yeah, 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 I totally agree. And I mean, some of them were hard. Like I think when I was starting to get closer to my due date I deleted the groups because I was like man like there's people saying they miscarried or had stillbirths and I don't want to think about that stuff right now I just want to try and think positive thoughts like yeah and like so I had to get out of a but like I feel like they do have a bunch of good information on them and a lot of like-minded people so I'm like I was I don't know I like being in those groups for that reason yeah, I agree. I, my favorite, like, I love those. And then I love podcasts, <laughs> like listening to birth yeah. stories are like my favorite. <laughs> yes, same here. Listening to birth stories are like just watching videos of people giving birth. I swear, like mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram and every time I open it up, there's a woman giving birth, which is <laughs> crazy and amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. There's been many times where I'm like, I got to be careful who I'm around when I'm like pulling at my Instagram because you never know when it's just going to be like a baby crowning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, I swear. I'm every so time. desensitized to it, but it's like other people might not be. Like, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Yeah, no, totally. It's uh, too funny. Well, it sounds like we're pretty similar in that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too funny. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, thank you for sharing your story. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that everything, you know, like worked out and mm-hmm. you were able to, you know, go in and get the help that you needed when you felt like you needed it. Like, I feel like that's like mm-hmm. the, like what it's there for, you know, like yeah, when, exactly. you know, I know that lots of women love to, to choose that as their main, you know, option. Mm-hmm. They feel safest to go into a hospital and that's, that's mm-hmm. fine. But for women that do choose to, you know, stay home, whether assisted or unassisted, to have that option to like go in and get the help that they need when they're feeling that way is just mm-hmm. exactly what I believe, you know, that it should be there for. Hey, and I, I love that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I totally agree with that. Like people should be more helpful to anybody who needs help, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you weren't met with, like, you know, rudeness or, like, mm-hmm. people, like, you know, being condescending to you for your choice. Or, like, I've yeah. even heard of stories where, you know, they call CPS because they're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this woman hasn't had medical, like, prenatal care or, you know, it's, yeah. So I'm so happy that you had a positive experience um, yeah, I'm thankful with a hospital for that transfer. Too. Yes, I'm thankful for that, too, because, yeah, like, it could have gone a lot different thankful for the way it did go you know yeah I'm I'm so glad that it was positive for you and worked Mm -hmm. out and you know you can look back at the experience you know in a more positive light versus you know having it be a horrible you know traumatic negative experience that's that's so important especially for I think a first time you know first time having a baby you know you don't know what to expect you don't really know like you, you, until you go through it and yeah so that's awesome that you mm-hmm. you had that yeah thank you so uh, much for coming on and sharing yeah, and yeah <laughs> i enjoyed listening to it and yeah. Um, yeah, thank you <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much for listening 
I hope that you are encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast, and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.